What's up? What's up, everybody? Hope you guys have all been well. All right, let's get this party started. I want to talk about human growth hormone, HGH. All right, I think there's a lot of stuff on HGH that's just, uh, it's not the right way to do it. It's not the right way to do it. I think there's a big misunderstanding uh, when it comes to human growth hormone about what it actually does, about the most uh, cost-effective and realistic way that you can run HGH. The most beneficial way to run HGH, if you want to have any kind of life, um, you know, outside of just the gym. And, and I'll get more into that. You guys will see what I'm talking about when I get into this here. HGH has some nasty side effects. I think the side effects of growth hormone are worse than almost any steroid there is, really. Um, maybe worse in a different way compared to like certain anabolics are a little harsher, like Trembolone or Anadrol. HGH does not come without a host of side effects if you're not careful and you don't do it the right way. A lot of people don't talk about these side effects of HGH. You know, a lot of the stuff that you read, it's all it talks about is the fountain of youth, the best thing there is, reverse the time clock, as much of it as you can afford, take as many units a day as you can, and it's just not a good way to run HGH, okay? So I got a list here. Yes, I'm not going to lie. I had to make a list to remind myself of everything I want to talk about here. Let's start off with the duration of HGH use. I'd say 20 weeks. I think anything under 20 weeks, it's just not worth the cost of growth. I don't think you're going to see a lot from growth for about the first 12 weeks. You may see a difference in your sleep, uh, in your recovery. You'll definitely see the sleep improvements and recovery. Most people will within the first 12 weeks. So the minimum time to run HGH to me would be 20 weeks. Now with growth, it's kind of like testosterone. Um, if you do enough testosterone without breaks, your natural testosterone levels go down. Well, your natural IGF-1 levels, insulin-like growth factor, which is ultimately what gives you these results, the HGH is converted into IGF, those levels can go down. All right, if someone's been on growth for a number of years and then they just come off of it, those levels can be very, very low and sometimes they're not gonna come back that much. So it's kind of one of these things that's a double-edged sword. Now, I think these levels are going to get on the low side anyway as you age. So for the guy that's 35 plus years old, is it really going to like dampen your results when you're not on it? I don't know. Maybe a little, but probably not as much as, say, the same thing like with testosterone. So it, you know, it's toe, 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 toe. <laughs> already fucking my words up. It's kind of two totally different things. I mean, it's kind of like apples and oranges, but it, it's not. Because those levels will get lower the longer you're on it. All right. So, yeah, like I said, 20 weeks minimum. And, yeah, this shit's expensive, okay? HGH, to me, is more of a lifestyle drug. I don't look at growth like other guys look at growth. Like, oh, you know, I'm just going to run a whack of GH for 20 weeks and gain all this size. And, um, and then I'm going to live happily ever after. I don't look at it like that. It's kind of a lifestyle drug. It improves your lifestyle. It can improve your recovery. Okay. It can have vast effects on the quickness of your recovery. That's the biggest benefit of growth to me is the recovery. I'm going to talk about the side effect to benefit ratio of growth, uh, farm grade versus generics uh, when it comes to growth, uh, the pros of HGH and the cons. So 
Let's talk about farm grade versus generic. I'm going to squash this one real quick. Uh, a lot of guys think that generics hold no merit when it comes to growth. Not true. It's just not true. Are there some generics out there that are absolutely nothing in the bottle that's HGH? Yes. Uh, but there's some that are decent. There's some that are decent and it's a more cost effective way to run growth hormone. A lot of guys I know that are serious about taking HGH, usually what they do is they'll have some farm grade and then they'll add some generic on top of the farm grade. They just want to be sure what they're getting is on the money. And really the only way to know um, is if you get an IGF-1 test and you can see what those IGF-1 levels are when you go to your doctor or if you pay somebody to have it tested. Now, whether they're legitimately testing it or whether they just want some growth for themselves, I don't know. But the generics do have some benefit. And I don't think that, you know, everybody thinks that, oh, well, if you're a pro bodybuilder, not that a lot of us want to be pro bodybuilders, but hey, man, they're the they're the elite, right? Uh, what they know and what they do probably has some value. Everyone thinks that they're only running farm grade. Yeah, a lot of bodybuilders are fucking broke. I don't know about that. I know they pay a lot for it, the guys that only run farm grade, but I don't think that everyone on growth is getting great results is only using farm grade. Now, I think the difference in cost per year, if you're running only farm grade and you're running a moderate amount of GH, um, when I say moderate amount, I mean, eh, happy medium, four or five units a day, okay? Two units a day is a standard, you know, low dosage. I'd say four to five units a day is kind of like right when you get into that mix between being able to stay lean and building some muscle. If you run about four or five units a day of farm grade growth, I think you could plan on spending about six to $8,000 a year on GH. Uh, with the generics, I'd say, yeah, about three grand a year. So it, it is expensive and, you know, you just have to decide whether uh, it's worth it to you. And if this is the lifestyle that you want to live as far as like the uh, anti-aging effects, you know, that, and by anti-aging, I mean just, you know, the improvement of the skin, elasticity, the leaning out effects that growth has after you're on it for a while, and, uh, and the recovery. That would be uh, along the lines of anti-aging to me. Is the stuff going to make you live longer? I don't think so. Um, it can speed up tumor growth if you have any sort of cancerous cells in your body. Uh, that's another reason I'm I'm not really for high dosing of, of growth hormone. You know, some of these guys are going 10 units a day, 15 units a day. Nah, nah, I'm, I'm not down with that. Um, that's where I feel like the risk versus benefits is is a, it's kind of blown out of the water in terms of the risk side of things. Uh, that's when it gets hard to function uh, during the day. You know, growth can make you tired, man. You know, a lot of people think that they're going to have all this energy. Uh, and I think you do once your body acclimates to it. And this is like further, further down the road. This this isn't going to be like the first month or two you're on growth. This is for someone that's been on growth for several months, maybe a year. Then I think they can handle it better. But, you know, like look at babies, for example. Babies sleep all the time. You know why they sleep all the time? Because they have such high levels of growth hormone in their body. Well, that's what this shit can do to you uh, until you acclimate to it. It can cause extreme fatigue when you first start it, even just two or three units a day can cause a lot of fatigue. Um, and that's something else I kind of want to really hammer on. A lot of these articles that you guys are probably reading where these guys are like giving advice on GH, it's not good advice. They're like, oh yeah, you need to start it. I'd start about six units a day, you know, ramp your way up to about 10 units. No, <laughs> no. 
The right way to run growth is to start at just a couple units a day for maybe three or four weeks. Then maybe you just go up one more unit for like the next month. It might take you three or four months to get to five or six units a day of GH, you know, to, to do it in a manageable way where you're not wanting to fall asleep when you're driving your car. I've known guys that have fallen asleep in the middle of a damn conversation. I'm not kidding. I mean, it's kind of funny and it's kind of not. I mean, that, that somebody is using so much of something that they will fall asleep in the middle of a conversation like an old man. Uh, and, and these are guys like in their 20s or 30s, you know. I think there was this guy one time, he couldn't have been any older than about 30 years old. I was in the middle of a conversation with this guy and he was like nodding off. He was just on that much damn growth. That's just when it's not worth it to me. So if you start too high, it can be extreme fatigue and there is a lot of water retention from my experience. Usually the first four or six weeks that you're on growth, you're going to retain some water. Um, so that's where one of the misconceptions comes in where, yes, it does help you lean out in due time, but you do have that kind of um, that initial layer of water. And it usually goes away after about the first, like I said, four to six weeks. But usually the initial onset during that priming process of taking HGH will throw some water on you. Uh, you may not feel incredible the first month you're on growth. If you're taking too much, you can feel lousy. You can feel sick. It can make you sick. I had an experience with GH. Now, this was about 15 years ago. And if I could do it again, I wouldn't have ran it um, when I was in my 20s. I think now that I'll be 40 this year, I'm really starting to see the benefits of growth, uh, especially in, re in terms of recovery. Like I said, that's the number one benefit is the recovery is so fucking fast. Like I could smash my chest today and I'm not kidding you. Like tomorrow, I will feel ready to go again. Like I am recovered. Uh, where when I wasn't on it, you know, I would feel like if I was going to go to the gym the next day, I might not be 100%. I, I might be a little bit overtrained and I'm just kind of existing in the gym. That's not the feeling when you've been on HGH for a while. Like I said, the, re the recovery is absolutely insane. And that's where I feel like a lot of the growth benefits come from it. It's not necessarily the product in itself. It's the recovery. It's the ability to be able to kill that muscle over and over again and recover faster before the next workout. You know, so where maybe one person could train a muscle group once a week and they get 52 workouts in that year on that muscle, you're doing it two or three times a week and recovering before every workout. That's where the big time growth comes in. Um, you know, the, the result, the growth result for me. It's not necessarily, oh, I just put this product in my body and I got huge because I don't take a lot of growth. I will take like probably three or four units a day on average. And then as long as you've been on this shit, I think three or four months, if you need to take like a 30 day break and then resume it again, whether that's for just cost purposes or maybe it's just the stuff's making you tired. And when you take that break, um, you kind of feel a little more energetic. I think that it can, it can, you don't need that priming process again when you take that 30 day break. But if you were to take it for like, you know, 30 days and then take a 30 day break. Yeah, it's probably not really in you. Everything that you do with growth is based on what you did the week before. So let's say this week you want to just get stupid and take five or six units right off the bat. You might be okay this week. Next week, you might feel like you got the shit kicked out of you. 
You might not want to get out of bed. You might not even want to go to the fucking gym. I've had that happen too, where I've been on GH and it wasn't necessarily the best workouts. I really didn't even feel like being in the gym. I just didn't have a lot of motivation. I just had a lot of chemical processes, so many chemical processes going on in my body that I really wasn't having as good of a workout. Another thing about GH is I feel like it can make you a little bit stronger, but sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes I feel like there's so much going on in your body that you might actually be a little weaker when you're in the gym and you're running growth. Now, most of this stuff I'm talking about is going to be with that initial onset of growth. Once you've been on it several months, this stuff does subside and your body's going to acclimate to it. I just want to clear the air on some of that stuff because this is, like I said, these are things a lot of people don't talk about when they write these articles or talk about HGH. Uh, let's talk about calories in versus calories out. All right, here's another benefit of growth. It gives you the ability to eat slightly more than maintenance calories and still burn fat. You might find when you're taking GH that you just will need an extra cheat meal here and there. It's going to put your body in probably a lot more of a deficit. Uh, there's going to be more of a gap between like maintenance calories and uh, what you're currently taking in. So you can't really think of it in terms of like if, if 2,700 calories a day used to be your maintenance level and now you're eating 3,200, you still might not be at maintenance level. You follow me? So when you're on growth. Uh, so it does give you the ability to eat more than um, than you would without being on it. And I think that one of the things that can be a negative with this, and I, I don't really know how to explain the science to this. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. It can make your abdomen bigger. And um, this can come from organ growth because, you know, HGH wants to bind to any receptors in the body that it can find. It doesn't necessarily just have to be muscle cell receptors it's anything. It's, you know, it's organs, it's tissue, it's all living tissue. I think that if you're eating too much and you're dosing your growth too fucking high for too damn long, not just the, the, the intestinal growth makes your stomach protrude outward, but I just think that through a, a, a science, and if somebody knows this and can explain it in a better way, by all means, please comment and explain this to the listeners. I think it can make your trunk bigger, all right? It just seems to me like a lot of guys running growth, they, they create more of an illusion that they still have a tight waist because their upper body gets so much bigger and you know the shoulders and the back and all that. But I think that if you actually took a tape measure to the trunk in the waist, it may be bigger than if someone had never ran growth. And I think that this is impartial due to eating more than like what nature intended to be like base uh, maintenance calories. I think that does have something to do with it. And while I cannot explain the science of it to you, I definitely feel like there's something there with that. So you can stay leaner uh, on growth. Now, you might not notice the lean-out effect from GH till after you've uh, surpassed that 12-week mark. It seems to me like 12 weeks is really like the magic number. That's when you start seeing stuff happen uh, with growth. Uh, the sleep usually gets better for me. Um, I start having a lot of crazy dreams on it. It does make my libido go up. It makes my libido go up. It seems like almost like Tess does. I just get this crazy libido when I'm on it. And then I do sleep better. And, and that's the biggest reason that we sleep like shit as we age is because our natural IGF-1 levels, or to put it more simply, levels of natural growth hormone, 
They're declining. This is why old people sleep like shit. This is why they have bags under their eyes, and then they just usually end up getting hooked up on some kind of pain meds, and they get a new addiction till they die. You ever notice that? That, that that's that's like the the common thing with the elderly is what can I get hooked on and stay high till I die? Uh, better skin. This is a biggie. All right, it does make your skin better. It makes it clear, and it makes you look more youthful. I can attest to this. All right, I've had uh, pictures taken um, when I was on growth, you know, whether it was maybe a trip away for the holidays with the family or a birthday party or whatever. I've seen myself in pictures, and I can definitely tell that I have a younger appearance when I'm running growth. It's not just something in my head. There is something that's definitely there to that. I do look younger and kind of more rejuvenated when I'm on GH. It gives your muscles a more pumped up look. Uh, along with more muscle density. So it just kind of makes your muscles look pumped all the time. It, it's kind of like, you know, when you're in the gym and you, you look at yourself in the mirror and you have that pump, but then that pump goes away. Uh, that pump kind of seems to stay there all the time with growth. I've noticed that uh, for myself anyway. And then the muscles do look more dense. They just have a more like a just a, a thicker, denser appearance over time. And this isn't like for someone that just runs growth for a couple months. This is you know, five, six months into it. I've been on growth, uh, let me see here. I've been on it about five or six months now. And then I was on it for um, an injury. I was trying to recover a tendon surge or recover a tendon reattachment with my tricep. That's that's kind of the exception to the rule when it comes to dosing. Um, based on the research that I've done, the, the daily units do have to be taken up a little bit higher when you're using it to speed up um, an injury or recovery from an injury. So that's kind of like when I kind of dealt with a little bit more of the negatives to reap the benefits of the recovery um, and, and you know try to help this tendon along. So it does speed up recovery. It regenerates cells, um, which is another reason that it improves your skin appearance. So it'll definitely make you look younger. I would say, you know, for myself, I probably looked about five or six years younger in, in the photos. Um, I'm 39. I'll be 40 in a couple months. Um, I probably could have passed for 30. All right, let's talk about the cons of HGH. Like I already kind of hit on, I'm terrible, guys, at going in order and looking at lists. So just, just bear with me. Um, usually when I do these podcasts, I'm not really looking at a list. But there's so many things this I want to touch on that I was afraid I'd miss something if I didn't. All right, uh, I talked about the fatigue. The initial fatigue and the fatigue that comes with increasing the dose. That's definitely a con. I've known people that have damn near... I've known people that have gotten in car accidents on HGH. Uh, I have had times in the past where I had to tell my wife, listen, you got to drive me. Uh, like, I'm, I'm falling asleep. You got to drive me. Uh, the water retention, I've covered that. The cost, let me just touch on that again. It's expensive, this entire lifestyle is expensive. I'm not talking about the guy that just wants to experiment with a cycle and then he's not going to touch his shit again for a long time, okay? You know, anyone can spend $300 here and $500 there. When you start talking about that revolving monthly expense to, to live this lifestyle, when you're that deeply involved in this, it is expensive. So I don't think any, like I said, I don't think anyone under 35 years of age really needs to be messing with growth anyway. I don't think it's worth it for the cost. If you're somebody that, let's say, you know, you're kind of struggling to pay your bills. It's hard enough to buy other gear. It's hard enough to buy all the expensive foods that you need to eat. You know, chicken, steak, um, you know, fish, all that stuff. Mostly the meats are, are what cost a lot. I don't think I'd be spending my money on growth. 
I just don't get me wrong. Growth is beneficial um, for certain individuals, but it is not the end all be all that people make it out to be. Let me repeat that growth is not the end all be all that everyone makes it out to be. It's not a miracle drug. It's it's not like you're not going to take it and like within a couple months just be like, oh my God, this is just the best fucking thing I've ever done. It's not like that. Now, where you can really tell what growth has done for you is when you're not on it. When you come off of it and then your recovery sucks and then you're just like, you know, you just can't seem to get it together and you just, you'll, it's kind of like this feeling, you'll feel like you're just spinning your wheels and then you say, you know what, I think that HGH was doing something for me. <laughs> That's when I really notice it is when I come off of it. Let's see, some other cons. Um... Talked about the water retention, the cost of it. Uh, I talked about the speeding up of the cell growth if you potentially have a you know tumors and stuff, cancerous cells. Uh, the long-term studies, that, that'd just be another one. We don't have a lot of long-term studies on HGH. Um, we really don't. Uh, it, it can, when you, when you take it, it can make your feet. I think I grew a size in my feet. Um, it can make your skull, what we call it, acro, acro, acromology, acro, acromagaly, however you pronounce it. It can make your head a little bit bigger. You know, you look at some of these uh, former Mr. Olympias uh, or, or other body, even other bodybuilders in general, they don't even have to be Mr. Olympia, and their fucking head, they almost, their head grows. They take on this like mutant type look. That's because of growth. Um, it can make the cartilage grow in your ears and um, all kinds of shit. Uh, but th- you have to be doing a lot of it to have this happen. You have to be doing a lot of it, and you have to be doing it for a very long time. I don't think even taking like four or five or maybe even eight units a day for a couple of years, you're really going to notice this that much. I think you got to be on it a long, long time. Those are the negatives of it. I, I feel like maybe it can make your heart bigger. Now, there's no maybe about it. It makes your organs grow. A uh, slightly enlarged heart is actually healthy to some degree, Heart is too enlarged, it's not healthy. Uh, you get that thickening of that, uh, was it, that left ventricular wall of your heart. Uh, it slows down the signal, the electric signal that takes place in your heart. Uh, it makes it harder for the heart to pump the blood. And this is just, and that comes with getting bigger in general. The heart, you know, the a heart does not supply fat, it, it's a, but it has to supply muscle. So somebody that's like, you know, 300 pounds of lean muscle compared to someone who's 300 pounds of fat, that muscular person's probably in worse health, to be honest with you. Now, my personal experience with growth, like I said, there's a happy medium to it, all right? Even if I'm only on two units a day for a few months, like, you know, the shit, it does get expensive. Let's say I'm doing, like, just a maintenance dose of HGH. Just two, three units a day. Notice I said two or three, and I think I said two before. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, three or four. Uh, or 10. <laughs> no, it's better to be on it longer. It really is. So if you have to do this for you know, a month or two, let me just back up. I think that's the best way to run growth. I think for the guy, like if you have a little bit of extra money and you want to get an extra kit or two, I always try to keep a revolving kit on hand, you know, cause you never know like when the stuff's coming in or, or whatnot. So, you know, you don't want to run out. So you do want to kind of keep that revolving kit on hand. You don't want to wait till like your last vial and be like, shit, I got to order more growth. But if there's a, a time where you have an extra couple kits and you want to blast it for like, let's say just a period of like maybe four weeks or eight weeks, that's a good way to do it. 
And if you focus your blasts around the way you run your gear, like if you're a guy that's on TRT, most of the guys I work with and a lot of guys, I know a lot of you guys listening to this, you're you're deep in this shit. You're on TRT. This is a lifestyle. You're not a beginner. That's when you really notice the benefits of growth, um, aside from just the, the benefits of recovery. When you get that synergism where you design the cycle around what you're dosing the growth at, that's when it's like fueling the fire. So let's say you're just doing 200 milligrams a week of testosterone for your TRT, or maybe even 150. Most guys are doing something in there, 150, 200 a week. And you just like, you're doing that for maybe three or four months and you're running like two units of growth. And then you decide, hey, I'm gonna do a cycle cycle. So I'm gonna, if you're like me, you're gonna maybe throw in a whack of Prima Ballin or some Mastron, maybe you see a week of DECA, or maybe it's just like Equipoise. Um, maybe you take the test a little bit higher at times, although I usually don't. Um, I don't like high test cycles, but the, let's say you get some androgenic compounds that you really take higher. Now, now would be a good time to say, all right, I'm going to blast five units a day of growth for like the next eight weeks. And I'm going to really see the synergism between this um, increased GH dose and the cycle. This is when you really see the magic happen. But again, you got to be on growth for a while. It's it, The body has to be primed. It's got to be in your system. I don't think I'd want to be dealing with the side effects of that initial onset of growth in my body. At the same time, I might be dealing with side effects of, of a cycle. So if I was going to run something that was a little bit harsher, not that I use it, but hey, to each their own. If you're running Trembolone, maybe Winstrol, Winnie can make me a little bit mean. You know, maybe you're heavy on orals, you run a deep ball or anadrol or something like that. That would not be a good concoction right there uh, until you got used to having that GH in your system, especially something heavy like anadrol or something that can really, really just make you irritable, maybe like Trembolone would. That's not a good time to be trying to get used to the growth in your body and the cycle. You follow me? Also, I feel like once that GH is in your body and, and your body's primed, you will take better advantage of the cycle. So it's like growth to me is like the icing on the cake. Like picture a campfire, all right? And you just got a couple logs in the campfire and it's burning, it's steadily burning. And when you have growth, that's like somebody is throwing gas in that fire. That's the, the best thing I can come up with to explain it to you guys. Um, so that's maybe some things about HGH that you're not reading everywhere that you go. Um, you don't want to start high with it. It takes a long, long time for your body to acclimate and adjust to it. It can make you sick. It's made me sick before by taking too much too damn soon. I have been sicker than a fucking dog from HGH. I'm talking like exorcism, projectile, vomiting, no appetite at all. I mean, it was like the flu times 10. Uh, I got that way about 15 years ago when hydrotropins first came around. When hydrotropin first came out and they had the brown caps on them, I decided, what was I using at the time? I was using Kexing. The brand was Kexing and it was okay. It was a 192 amino acid, not the 191, but it worked. Well, I was doing like four or five units a day of Kexing and I just decided it would be a good idea to go to like eight units a day of hydrotropin right out of the gate. Never tried hydrotrope before in my life. Oh my God, man. I was so fucking sick. 
And it's not just me. I've had a, several friends that have had the same thing happen. They've been calling me up like, dude, what the fuck do I do? I feel terrible. I'm throwing up all over the place. And the only answer I can give you is you got to ride out the storm, brother. There's nothing you can do. You got to ride it out. Oh, yeah. Almost forgot something here. Insulin resistance on HGH. It can make you insulin resistant. All right. Now, this usually comes when your dosing gets up a little bit more and you've been on it a little bit longer. Okay. If you're just using a couple units of growth a day, you might not really have this. It may not even be noticeable. You start getting up around four or five units a day. You've done that for several months. Maybe you blast it for a little while, a higher amount. Me personally, I don't really go above five a day. Five is is like in, in with the generics. Now with with the farm grade shit, man. I mean, three or four a day might be pushing it. I don't really go above five though. That's when the risks aren't really worth the rewards to me. The side effects are just too damn harsh, and I'm I'm so fucking tired on it that it's not worth it. So there is that happy medium, and everyone's a little different. You're gonna find your own happy medium. Um, but it does it can make you insulin resistant. So. Some of my clients that are running HGH, what I have them do is I have them prick their finger and check their fasting glucose probably about like once they've been on it about four or five months, I'll have them do this and I'll do it again. Like if they're going to take it, like if they're going to blast it, I'll have them do it again sometime in there. So you can buy uh, an at-home glucose test kit, you know, same thing diabetics use, you know, a glucose meter, glucometer. Go to Walmart or, or whatever drugstore, CVS, Walgreens, whatever you have near you. They're probably going to sell this over the counter. It might run you $10 or $20. Some of them come with like free 10 test strips or 20 test strips. A lot of them now, you don't even have to program them. They're easy. You pull it out of the package. You turn it on. You stick the test strip in the thing. It starts flashing. Uh, a lot of them will flash like a little, a little drop of blood looking symbol. That means it's ready. You prick your finger. With a lancet, you put the, the blood on the end of the strip. The thing will kind of read your, uh, it'll count down for a few seconds and it'll spit out a number. So you want your fasting glucose uh, under 100. Anything over 100, you're probably going to want to back off. You may even want to take a break. Um, but like if you're running, like let's say, five, six units of GH a day, you prick your damn finger um, and do it in the morning before you eat. Do it, you know, fasted. And, you know, let's say you prick your finger, you're like 120. Dude, you're pre-diabetic. It, I'm not saying it can't reverse itself once you get off. It's only re- going to reverse itself so much, though, when you stay in this, like, atmosphere, when you stay in, at this level for so long, eventually your body's just going to be like, eh, fuck it. We don't want to deal with uh, transporting glucose anymore. There's a lot of guys that are fucking diabetic that ran growth for a long time. Uh, I'm one of them. I, I'm not, it, I don't believe mine was from GH because I didn't do a lot of GH before I was diagnosed as a diabetic. Um, but I'm an insulin dependent diabetic. I've mentioned this here and there. I don't talk about it a lot just because a lot of the guys that aren't in the know are going to hear this and it's going to scare the shit out of them. They're going to think that I've done everything wrong and, and this and that. Uh, and I don't believe that's the case. I think there were some other external factors in my life that contributed to this. Um, did gear help? Maybe. I mean, I'm not going to say it didn't, but I'm not going to say for sure it did either because there's a lot of people that they run a lot of gear and they have no problem controlling their glucose. There are a lot of guys 
a lot of damn bodybuilders, especially once once they get like middle age because their body is just shittier. Our bodies are shittier at uh, transporting glucose as we get older anyway. But there's a lot of damn bodybuilders that are diabetic. I'm just someone that's open enough about it and cool enough about it to fucking tell you, all right? A lot of these other guys are not going to explain this to you because they might lose their sponsor or all anybody's going to focus on is the diabetic part of that guy, not the fact that he's still a badass bodybuilder and he's dealing with it. I guess to make a long story short, guys, the, the, the point I'm trying to make here is some of this fucking shit is irreversible, all right? It's irreversible. You know, you are going down a rabbit hole that you may not be able to crawl back out of. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just telling you that some of this stuff, you know, when you're 20, 25, 30 years old, you get cycle, you know, your numbers get skewed a little bit. You come off, everything's back to normal. One day that might stop happening. Or it might be like uh, you go in for the blood work and you're like that race car coming in for a pit stop. You know what you need to adjust, what you can get away with. That's the point I'm at to be honest with you, is like, I know what I can normally get away with, what I need to back off of. It's an advanced level where there's no more, you know, cycle eight weeks on or 12 weeks on and eight weeks off or 12 weeks off. Uh, I may just rotate through compounds and just solely go by the blood work. And um, I may do a lower dose. That's something for the next podcast, maybe. Compounds that work well with TRT compounds that you can run in longer durations to complement TRT lower doses that you can get maximum benefit from when cycles are kind of prolonged. Uh, not that that's maybe a good thing for everybody, but you know, I've accepted what I've done. All right. I'm, I'm in it. <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm, I'm, I've taken this thing to the curb and I'm going to ride it till the wheels fall off. Now, obviously I want to do this as healthily, healthily as possible. I'm just throwing everything out there, guys. I don't want to hide anything. So prick your fucking finger if you're going to run HGH. Like I said, if you're using it the way that it was intended to be used, a couple units a day, I don't think that there's going to be an issue. There may never be an issue, and there may not be one for a long time, or if ever. To me, if you want my honest answer about the best way to run growth, it's to to keep it, you know, two or three units a day for like 70% of the time. And then you have those little blocks where you can blast it, reap the benefits of it once you can handle it. Uh, again, not at the beginning. You know, get the blood work done, man. You, you definitely want to get blood work done if you're running any kind of performance enhancement. And it's just a wise idea to do as you get older anyway. Uh, th- those labs, they can get skewed at times. And there's a lot of people out there that are doing this stuff and they don't know what the fuck is going on with their body. They don't know where their estrogen's at. They don't know what their test level is. They could be injecting something that's bunk and they think that they're running tests and their tests in the fucking gutter. You know, they, they got like a, a 75 nanogram per deciliter reading and, you know, they're sticking the shit out of themselves. So you definitely want to get the labs done for that reason, too. Guys, that's all I got. If anyone has any questions, I'm sure there's probably a lot of things that I didn't hit on just because when it comes to GH, there's just so much involved with it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know what I was going to have. One last thing. One last thing. I promise. Last thing. The biggest reason for the five-on, two-day-off pattern that you're most commonly going to see is because those two days off kind of give your body a little bit of a break to somewhat normalize again. You know, you just have two days without injecting this stuff. So it's it's kind of believed that that's to avoid the insulin resistance and it's cost-effective. But you're going to hear all kinds of shit about how people dose this stuff. Like, 
a lot of guys like to split their shots. They believe that splitting their shots makes the, the GH work in pulses. The way that your body naturally releases GH is in pulses. Some guys want to do a bigger dose before bed. Some guys want to do it first thing in the morning before breakfast. Some guys do it pre-workout. Uh, that's when I do mine now is pre-workout. I don't split the shots up anymore. I can get more into that down the road. Um, I, I, I no longer feel like splitting the shots is the best way to do it. I just don't. And there's, there's some other reasons. This would be way too long of a podcast if I was talking about why. I, I really just think at the end of the day, it all comes down to how many units you're putting in your body a week. You know, I mean, you know, whether you do in the morning, at night, pre-workout, post-workout, whatever, it just comes down to how much fucking growth you're putting in your body. Uh, So I don't believe, I don't use GH to grow off of like the way a lot of people think you grow off of it. I use it for the enhanced recovery. Again, that is the number one fucking benefit to HGH, especially for you middle-aged guys. It will make your recovery so much fucking faster. I mean, it is ridiculous. Ridiculous how fast you recover when you're on GH. This has become kind of an advanced nitty gritty kind of uh, podcast and blog site. And I just think that's the direction I'm going to stay going with it. So for anyone that wants any more information on this stuff is detailed and written out uh, straight from the underground is a great underground steroid ebook that I've written. A lot of it's just based on my own personal experience with things, what to do, what not to do. Um, it's not just like the armchair theorizer shit. It's not written by some pencil neck that has all the certifications and academic, you know, whatever in the world. This is coming from real experience. Uh, so that would be something good to get your hands on if you're, if you want to learn more about this stuff and, um, some safety measures and, and shit like that. So anyway, guys train hard, hold it down till next time. I'm John and I am out.